My name is Zexane Anderson. Welcome to the Prince Podcast today. So excited that you're here. So today we're going to be talking about how to raise confident kids. And one of the things I just wanted to bring up is maybe we're doing too much for our kids. Now, I'm not saying there are certain things we shouldn't do because there, there obviously are certain things we need to do as, as parents. But let me give you one example. Let me give you one example. If my Say my son or daughter comes to me and wants to have a peanut butter sandwich. I know how to make a peanut butter sandwich and I know how to make it well. I mean, I, I've had a lot of practice. I can put that peanut butter and jam on and do it fast. And, but what if instead of doing it for him, what if I was just to say, hey, you know what? How would you make a peanut butter sandwich? Like I say, well, I've seen you do it. You, you get some bread and you get some jam and you get some peanut butter and you put it together. And I said, well, maybe you could do it. And they, you know where the bread is? And they can say, sure, it's over in the pantry or up in the cupboard or wherever it is. Do you know where the uh, peanut butter is? Can you go get it? And if I, it will, it will take a bit, a little bit longer to do it. But if I walk them through it a little bit and say, hey, see if you can make it yourself. When they're done doing it, a lot of times, especially if a child's doing something for the first time, they get this sense of confidence, like I can do it. And it takes a little longer. And a lot of times you have to pull yourself back and say, okay, I'm not going to do it for them. I see so many parents who are doing stuff for their children and the unwritten messages is I'm better at it than you. And you're not as good at it as I am. And so you can't really do it. I should do it instead. Um, and maybe it would be better to let them struggle through, even if they spill a little bit of the jam or the peanut butter and, and do things like that. Now, sometimes our kids can surprise us. I think I've told the story before. I'm going to tell it again. You know, I had a, a daughter come to me. She was five years old. And there's a mountain close to where I live that's um, roughly 11,700 feet, I think. And um, she knows that I hike this mountain occasionally. And she said, Dad, I want to hike this mountain with you. And remember, she's five years old. Mountain's between eleven and 12,000 feet high. And my initial thought was, well, you're too young. Can't do it. But instead of doing it, I thought, you know what? She really wants to do it. I said, do you really want to do it? She said, yeah. And we talked through some six, I, you know, we talked to us. I, I said something like, well, what are you going to do if, if your, if your feet hurt, we go and we do this. What are you going to do? She says, well, I'll probably rest. Do you think you can keep going? Even if your feet hurt, I think I can dad. Well, we talked about, you know, it's going to take all day. We're going to have to hike start early in the morning. We're going to have to hike all day. It's going to be a, a long, hike. do you think you can do it? She says, I think I can do it dad. Now I decided to let her do it. I got to tell you, my five-year-old daughter hiked this mountain. It was, it was roughly around 15 miles around the trip. We went up thousands of feet. And when she got to the top, there was a group of people there who stood up and gave her a standing ovation for hiking this mountain. She was getting high fives all the way. And I got to tell you, she had confidence in herself. She had confidence that she could do it. Okay? Now, how many times do we think that our kids can't do something like that and that we should shield them from it. You know, this same daughter who was confident, I remember one time somebody at our local congregation asked her to give a talk, a speech in front of, uh, well, probably thousands of people. I don't know exactly how many people were in that congregation at the time, but it was many hundreds and maybe thousands. And we want to give her to give a speech. And, I think because I'd let her hike this mountain, she had this confidence. I said, you can do this. You can get up in front of people. She goes, I don't know, Dad. So what are you going to say? She goes, well, I want to tell these stories. And we talked about how if you mess up, it's okay. 
And it was funny because she gave the speech and she actually did mess up. And she just goes, oh, I just messed up. She goes, whatever. And just kept going. And people laughed because she thought here was this cute, um, you know, eight-year-old girl giving a speech in front of thousands of people. I've talked to some parents to be like, oh, are you going to be okay? And the, the way you react to your children in large part determines the voice in their head. So let me give you an example. If a kid falls down and scrapes their knee, some parents like to rush in at helicopter and say, oh my gosh, are you okay? Coochie, coochie, coo, coochie, coochie, coo. And, and, and we, we need to get a bandaid. We need to do this. We need to... Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't put a bandaid on it or help them. But I'm saying the way you react becomes, in large part, I think, kind of the voice in their head. So in other words, if my child falls down and scrapes their knee and I rush in and helicopter and try to fix it and I'm really panicky, they may, when they fall down and scrape their knee, when I'm not there, have that same panicky, over-the-top voice in their head. And I don't want them to have that. So when they fall down and scrape their knee, maybe... Just consider maybe it's better to say something like, oh, it looks like you scraped your knee. You know, it might hurt for a little while and it will start feeling better after a little bit. I think you're going to be okay. You can get up and shake it up. Now, obviously, if it's really an injury. That's, that's, you know, you can take care of it. But if it's just a minor scrape, something like that, you want them to hear you being calm. Like these knee scrapes are, are, are okay. You know what? If you need to give a speech in front of thousands of people, it's okay. I think you'll be able to do it. And then they hear your par the parents' confidence that I can do this. When they have the same situation pop up later, they, they feel that same. It's almost like they can hear your voice in your head, and it helps them feel more confident. So when back to the peanut butter thing, kid asks you for peanut butter, you can say, you know what? I think you're probably pretty probably a good, pretty good peanut butter maker. I bet you can do this yourself. You don't have to use a label. You can say, I bet you can figure this out. How would you do it? And then they be, develop these skills. Now, like what I'm trying to do is for parents who are always doing stuff for their kid. I think it's okay to let them do it. So one of the things that we do in our families, we have, we have daily jobs. So I let my kids empty the dishwasher and fill the dishwasher and sweep and vacuum. Now, could I do those things? Yes, I could do it. I could probably sweep the floor much faster than they could. I could vacuum the floor much faster than they could. I could, I could fill the dishwasher probably better. But the truth is that I'm not helping them learn. Okay. And it's not because I need people to fill the dishwasher to, to do it, but I really want them to feel like I can do this and I'm contributing. And so I guess what I'm saying is, is in a principled way, how can we build confidence in our kids? I think it's by letting them do as many things as we can reasonably. Okay. I'll give you one more example. And again, I'm not always good at this, but I think I'm kind of good at it. My, my kids wanted to sleep outside in the backyard in December. And I live near the Rocky Mountains where it gets very cold. And this one particular night, they wanted to sleep in the backyard at 20 degrees below zero. Now, obviously, as a dad, I'm not going to let them sleep out there in a way that would be, it, 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 you know, be harmful to them. But I did say, okay, I said, okay, so you really want to sleep in the backyard? What do you think we're going to need? We talked through getting some really nice, warm sleeping bags. We talked through, we'll, we'll get a tent. Talked about how you don't want to get wet. You don't want to let your feet get wet or your fingers get wet. And we talked about how to safely, you know, talked about how if you put a hat on, you can keep most of your warmth in. Uh, a lot of your warmth gets out through the through the hat. So if we wear, if we layer and wear thermals and have a nice warm, you know, zero degree sleeping bag at least or something, and we do all these things, don't get wet, you could probably sleep outside and that'd be okay. 
So we ended up getting a tent. We got some really warm sleeping bags. We layered up, wore the hats, the mittens, everything. Had a great time sleeping in the backyard, even though it was a really cold night uh, in the tent. And I think I think I've seen some parents be like, "Oh, you can't go down. You can't do that. You'll freeze to death. You'll do something like." And and that basically sends this message to our kids that you're fragile and you're breakable, and you can't do anything. Now, would I ever? Of course, you want to do it in a safe way, and we want to be able to talk through what is safe, so that when they, if they ever were in a situation where they had to sleep outside, they would know how to do it properly and safely, right? If we're going to hike a mountain, we need to show them the safety of how to how to make sure we're hiking and doing it in a safe, positive way. For you know, um, and so my thought is, as a parent, our job is not to do everything for our kids. In fact, what we want to do is help our kids learn how to do things so that when we're gone, they're confident and they know how to do that. So. Think about this. We only have a limited amount of time with our kids to teach them to be confident, to know how to do what we do. And if we're always doing it for them, instead of letting them do for themselves with our guidance, of course, then I think we can handicap them. So let's stop doing so much for our kids and let and let them have the confidence of knowing they know how to do it themselves, even if they don't do it perfectly. There's always that risk. They might not, you know, they might put the dishes in the dishwasher wrong. That's okay. They might sweep the floor in first place. That's okay. They may not make the peanut butter sandwich and make a huge mess all over the place. That's okay. Because we're not in the business of having a clean house. It's not what we're in business. We're not in the business of having a perfectly loaded dishwasher. We're in the business of teaching our kids to be confident, awesome human beings. And so if it gets a little messy sometimes or gets a little sloppy sometimes, that's okay. Of course, we, our job, my, my job as a parent is to protect and provide for my family and want to do that in a safe, ethical, good way. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, think about that. What can I let my kids do that I haven't been doing before that would help them become more confident? Thank you so much for joining the Principal Podcast. I'm so glad that you listened and took the time. You know, I'm on a mission to help as many marriages and families as I possibly can. I would love to hear from you. You know, things that keep you up at night, that concern you about your family, your marriage, and things we could talk about on the Principal Podcast. If you like the podcast, please like, subscribe, and check out my book on Amazon. It's called What I Want My Children to Know Before I Die. And again, thank you for supporting the podcast.